Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vino Volley. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and along with me on this ride is my very huggable co-host, oh, Ryan Rebecca. Warm embrace, warm embrace. Yeah. yeah, strap your fucking selves in. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, I was looking for like cozy, but you're just like, uh, no, I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm aggressive today. It's good. Yeah, no, I get the blood flowing. A lot of fresh air. Just, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling, feeling vibrant and vivacious all right just like the wine we're gonna consume tonight yes i don't think i've ever referred to myself as vivacious as i'm not like a fucks me oh yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know no yeah probably yeah not not my best word 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 it's all right we got we got an hour you can clean it up yeah no i'm ready all right it's been a week has it how have you been i've been how have I been? Um, fine. Yeah. Valentine's Day. We had that. We did. <laughs> I know. I like, so when you asked me that question, I was just like, I don't remember no. what has happened to me since last we spoke. And it was kind of concerning that my brain has gone to mush. But no, it's all coming back to me. Yes, Valentine's Day. Cooked a nice, delicious chicken Mozambique. Oh, yeah. We had a Rioja with it. And Love that. it was, yeah, it was a delightful evening and, you know, I went to bed at eight o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. Good, good, nice, nice, nice night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Excellent. Uh, other than that, no, uh, feeling, feeling good. The, the respiratory infection has seemed to have cleared itself. Uh, so. You sound that, great. You look great. You, you do too, but that, oh, that's in the rear view mirror. And yeah, really ready to just dive into today's episode. We're going to be talking about, we do have a couple small, minor uh, Mike Wall Honesty Hour. Okay. The first one I'll I'll start. Okay. Is that at the end of last episode? I'm doing great, by the way. Didn't I? I thought we. I no, asked I deferred you first. to you first. You oh, always ask me sorry, first. I defer to you. Very no, I'm fine. Don't get salty now. Uh, no, the sun has actually been out for uh, a series of days now. It's actually been uh, mild or milder as it pertains to like New England temperatures, and it's just was nice to be outside for like a couple hours today. Just getting the fresh air going. By the way, I yeah. said don't be salty knowing how you, you had just talked about consuming copious amounts of sodium and I got nothing out of that. I thought that was... Oh, no. Yeah, no. I, my, my internals are just shriveling up at a rapid rate yeah, today. That was, that was um, and that's going to be compounded by dry red wine. That'll really, that'll do really me well feel tonight when that, I'm waking up just like... That Friday morning. Yeah. But it's February vacation. So I've had uh, four days, boys and I... Just living, living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by Monday afternoon, about one o'clock, I'm pretty sure we were all in our respective rooms, like crying and or sobbing. Uh, so that was how vacation hey, started. Know, ups and downs. Ups, and, ebbs and flows. That's right. As is life. But uh, yeah. Well, we did. Uh, Riders' last hockey game. Yep. And ne- next season, I'll definitely be there for W. But we obviously chatted after the game, and it still brings me so much joy that. Out of everybody in the uh, stands, who did Ryder say that the only person he could hear you? It was you. It yes, was you. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I bring the noise. There were a lot of parents that wanted me to be there for every game. And I was oh, like, yeah. I, none of these are actually my kid, but I just, there's something about being in a live sporting event. Like, Especially hockey. Yeah. You, just, you, you feel like it. you can just yell at everybody. Yeah. Because you can. So. Yeah. And we'll probably circle back to it, but. Coming up next week, you mm-hmm. get to skate against your son. Oh yeah, it's going to be a parents versus uh, versus kids game. I wish I could be a fly on the wall, but I, I fully expect that you are going to might not even be your kid, but you're going to take somebody's jersey and just up over. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, uh, I've already set aside some money, knowing that I'm going to break my son's stick. So there's that. In soccer related news, we had our uh, third indoor soccer game. Nice. Uh, it was a it was a close one to nothing loss. Ryder played out of his mind again in net, uh, and then this week I am I'm back. The captain of the ship is back, so I'm uh, I'm leading the charge. My other coach uh, is way in business, so back in the saddle. Back Cannot in whistle wait. in hand. Oh, pacing kids, back and forth. Kids aren't going to be ready. I'm getting at least a mile in on the sidelines, but uh, excited excited to. Uh, Get back into like full blown head coaching, and uh, got a big weekend soccer wise. On Sunday we have the Carabao or Caribou, Cup. depending on 
how you pronounce that word. Yeah, so that's going to be big. Circling up real quick, Mike Wall Honesty Hour. The last episode, when we came to the end, and you know, we, we obviously were talking about this is February, Valentine's Day. We wanted to keep it light, lovable, but I absolutely just like, I had a brain fart. And so I was just like, oh yeah, we'll do kissable face again. So after talking to my wife about it, who will obviously be rectifying her mistake with this bottle of wine, sure which will. We'll, we'll introduce shortly. Uh, she had a great idea and, you know, hugs and kisses, right? X's and O's when it comes to Valentine's Day. So we did most kissable face. Yep. Last one. So this time I messed up. You know, obviously at the end of last episode, I said we're going to do most kissable face, but I mentioned it on the social media account. Again, VinoVolley85 um, on Instagram. So we're going to be doing most huggable. And I, I have some, I have some awesome. thoughts about that. All right. And I think you you have some. Yeah, it's not it's 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 a little bit of honesty because we're nothing but honest. Nothing but honest. So I revisited the wine that we had last episode. Yes. Went back to the Vin Bin, and was like, I need I need I need another bottle. I need sure. to I need to make sure I need to know it's real. Okay. All right. And I will tell you. It, it held up. Now, with that being said, I'm never going to take back my 9.3 score Can't. because I was, I was riding a high of Italian red wine, yeah. feeling good, and it, it holds up. It holds up. Uh, I'm not going to rescore it as that is my score. It's set in stone. It's, it's on the internet. It's, it's in there the internet, forever. It's- I think I was being a little overzealous, but I do hope that folks find a bottle of that because it really, really is good. I think I... Bought another bottle, opened it up on Valentine's Day, made a nice carbonara. Mm, might be one of the most romantic pastas, not for nothing. Really? In my oh, I think it's a, I think it's a sexy pasta. Yeah, a lot of it's heavy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm I I mean, I eat until I don't feel good. So like, I guess yeah. What I don't know what I would. I think it's just like the process and like the uh, the, the the aphrodisiac like nature of like cooking with raw eggs. A little element of danger. You know, but you temper the eggs and the, the pasta and the sauce, so there's that. It's not, I a, knew co- that, it's not a cooking podcast, bud. Let's land the plane. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I'm really drinking. I would say, actually, isn't there pasta with, like, oysters or something in it? Wouldn't that be more of, like, an aphrodisiac? Uh, yeah, I think any any of the shelled mollusks, I know oysters, like, are the well, one of the, like, main main ones that get thrown out there. Uh, you'd have to go the way of, like, a... Um, uh, like a chipino, mm. uh, which again I I find is a very sexy dish, right? Like an Italian. I guess me more like the, my metabolism, my yeah. digestive system. A carbonara would probably send me more to the loo, than okay, to the bedroom or the boudoir. Yeah. So, but to each their own. Yeah. Right. Simple ingredients. Yeah. It, it was an excellent meal, uh, and then we had that bottle of um, of red. Um, so that was that was excellent. I'm glad I picked that up. Yeah. So. And to that, we were actually just looking it up. And obviously Ryan had mentioned the Vin Bin where he got it local place in, in Massachusetts. I've looked at Yankee Wine and Spirits where I've gotten every single bottle of wine and mm-hmm. anything that's been recommended. I've always seen it on there. This, this is the one that's the first one I haven't been able to find. So really, if you do get your hands on it, if you see it, grab it. Don't even give a second thought about it because yeah. it is it is worth it. Other thing to note, as maybe we haven't talked about <laughs> the country that much, we haven't really had any uh, crafty... Correct cultural correction hour. Yeah, where's he been? We haven't insulted England enough. Oh, I might, I might do it today. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll have something for the month of March and big things coming there, which big market tees. Big market tees. Big market tees. But uh, a lot, a lot to talk about. But well, anyway, continuing with February, month of love, month of love, another Italian red wine. I'm looking to looking to get down my throat. So, I mean, I think it's time to get, get into the- it. So. Unless you have, do you have anything? No, that's it. Let's All right. Andiamo, as we say in my my country. This is my country. Yes, but I'm just saying the mother country. Which right? We did. We whoever you are downloaded seven episodes, which I think out of all the countries that we've listed so far on our social media page, that is the most downloaded episode. So very excited. Whoever that person is, hopefully they enjoyed it, and hopefully we continue to see more downloads from countries we've already uh, been to and. We hope to see more more on the list. So very exciting times in the Vino Volley world. Uh, but to that, to all our Vino Volleyers out there, it is time to pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, and dive stud showing into today's episode. So Rye, long awaited, the one that got away, this wine 
What are we going to be drinking today? So, we are going to be drinking the 2019 vintage, the Cantale Salice Salentino Reserva. It is a red wine from Puglia, the region of uh, Italy. It is the boot region, for those of you keeping track. The boot region. If you look I mean, at Italy as a boot, the heel, sorry, the heel region. But I look region. at it as like a cowboy boot, so the whole yeah, thing the is heel, a boot. The heel region. Oh, okay. So I, For some reason, I always do that when I'm describing I like the boot region, I, it, but it's the heel. The, the heel, heel region. Got yeah, it. The Adriatic side. Got it. That's a C. The winemaker notes. I'm not a very smart man. Ryan has to explain the <laughs> things to me. Oh, let me tie on my, my sultry my sultry voice. Dude, do the what you gotta do, man. Notes. Really feel it. Spanish. There we go. But it's Italian. It is. <laughs> Streaks of garnet giving way to intense ruby red. Period. I don't know how you end a sentence that way, but that's how it's that's how it's written. Candied fruits and spices that evolve into clean underbrush tea and amber notes. Enhanced by notes of red flowers, the aromas return on the palate, transported by confident but not overbearing alcohol, which, 13%. The tannins and fresh acidity work in counterpoint to create a balanced, soft wine. I'm going to say there's a lot of flavors that I just feel like I'm not going to get. They didn't give us anything. This is the wine.com description, and literally, there's just like the only one thing that I could probably pinpoint taste wise would be like tea. And how much tea are you going to taste in a red wine? But yeah, like clean underbrush. Like, what is. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yes, underbrush. Yes. Uh, so, the next time I, I edge and weed whack my lawn, I, I'll make sure to sample what that tastes like. Red flowers. Now, here's the thing. Again. I'm by no means a professional, nor a doctor, except for that one time on TV. But is it just red flowers that evoke what a red flower would taste like? Because, like, give me a name of a red flower. Rose. Okay. I was going to go, like, hibiscus. So, like, am I imagining what a hibiscus or a rose would taste like? Sure. I, I, I don't know. We're here to, we're here to learn, too. So... To kind of counteract that, I went to Vivino. Okay. On the bold side, kind of right in the middle as far as smooth and tannic. A little bit on the drier side, but like, again, we're we're kind of splitting hairs between dry and sweet. Mm -hmm. And then on the softer side, but again, it, it not like there's no, besides the boldness of it, mm -hmm. there's really no polarizing one way. And okay. then what people talk about is the most are like blackberry, plum, dark fruit, cherry, red fruit, raspberry. And then oak, vanilla, tobacco, which I feel like everybody yeah. says. So okay. we'll see what we get. But You got this for 15 bucks, wine.com, $17.99. So good on you, finding a deal. Yes. And so just to kind of give a little bit as to why this wine, we're, we're finally drinking it. And it will obviously, it coincides with today's topic, mm -hmm. is we're going to be talking about, obviously, when, you know, the month of love, Valentine's Day. Not every Valentine works out, right? You don't right. always get that forever someone, and there's there's always that, the one that got away. So in that, Ryan and I are probably going to be drinking, you know, crying into our wine glasses, but this episode is all dedicated to the one that got away. All right. And in that, if folks, listeners, from the beginning, you remember that after our first episode, this was the wine we were supposed to drink during episode two, my beloved wife in her innocence and the beauty of her story stole it um, to yep. use it to cook in memory of, of uh, her grandparents as, as she does. So It was a celebration, though. It was a celebration. Yeah. So we can't, we can't be mad, but Happy we kind of were. But we're finally we're, we're, we're getting to drink the one that got away, and that will obviously tie into the episode. So with that, shall we? We shall. The official Vino Volley glasses really, really hold up to a good tangy. Oh, yeah. I also noticed... Uh, after drinking that bottle last time, the Corte della Flora, this is a really nice wine glass. I like it. I like its thickness. It is nice. All right, let's see what we got. It is. You know the wall sconces on over here. You know that one on. Brian has night blindness. I put. This, <laughs> this, you could land a plane in this room right now. This is for him again. Audio medium. But I literally replaced every, mostly every bulb with a hundred watt daylight bright bulb. Oh, I love it. 
and he's fucking talking about the one sconce that's like. Well, that's this... where I compare the the glass to. That's where I had the oh, line shite through. The switch the is right there. Oh, okay. As I fall over. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the microphone. Okay. Yeah. One. This one. There you go. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, that's way better. Oh yeah, really, really changed it. All right, it's darker than I thought it would be. I tell you what, it's darker than because I was able to enjoy it with my wife and the delicious Italian meal she cooked. It's darker than I remember it because I remember we were supposed to do it in in conjunction with the dark art. So I wanted something that was a dark yeah. wine, and when I poured it into the glass, it just didn't it didn't have as much as I thought it had. But this is this is nice. Uh, it's got really good legs. I'm getting dark fruit on the nose, like a, like a blackberry bremble. Yeah, definitely blackberry. Get the plum. Tell you what, I'm getting a little tobacco too, just a like a like a smooth smooth backwoods. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Ooh, okay. On the mouth, it's definitely brighter. A softer finish, and then I can see where you get like the red, the red fruit in the mouth, but it doesn't. Right now, first sip, it's not super dry. I, I then again, you dry out faster than I do. What? I don't know why that hurt my feelings. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is good. Definitely For, red fruit. It's funny because you, I smell, I smell black fruit, like like you said, blanc. Blum. Blumpkin. <laughs> Plum. Let me get that in your let me get those in your birthday. <laughs> Plum. Black blackberry. But the taste is all red fruit. Yeah, the taste is all red raspberry. It's good. Yeah, that is good. That's like a easier drinking. I mean, even though it's like a thirteen percent versus the fourteens we've been running out the last couple of weeks. It's light. It is light. It is light. It is Oh, you know what I'm I'm harkening back to like I want to like pick. I want to pick. I want to eat with nosh. my hands. Right? I they haven't said nosh, nosh right in now. a couple of episodes. I want some cheeses. And Maybe meats. we'll just start like having charcuterie. Oh, you know, a nice nine nine p.m. recording I think that session. would probably probably counteract the the slimming and beach body ready that I'm trying to get. Mm. All right, so I'm gonna go in one more, and then I'm gonna top okay. these bad boys up, and then we will get into it. Yeah, definitely get into tobacco. Mm. I know I joke smooth backwards, but more just like actually like. But ain't nothing wrong with the smooth backwards. Hey, not, hey, like a black and mild, like when you're feeling real trashy. Yeah, I was gonna say this not. <laughs> just I'm just getting I'm just getting my beak all up in this glass. Yeah, and it is uh it is good. It it's is good. good. It's funny smell. though because I think that's the first time that I've kind of had that. You know, usually like if you're like oh like I smell like berry. It usually coincides with that taste, but mm. this is like the smell and the taste like are two different types of berry to me, or like two different types of fruit. Like again, yeah. plum, blackberry on the nose, but all I taste is raspberry, and it is yeah. like it is as I can feel, you know, just a little bit about like the the moisture, like in between my gums, like mm -hmm. around the the tips of my tongue. Yeah, I would say it, it's not overly dry, right? But it is as the kind of falls on the spectrum, it's a little bit more towards that dry yeah. side but all right i'm gonna top us off right. and then we'll get going early indicators for me this is probably a wine that you could like you would want to sit down and like drink amongst while noshing while while eating i know it's been a few weeks i've been trying not to bring that up but this this truly evokes that that want in me so as you're topping those off let's remind the folks out there instagram yes Email. Correct. Website. So, Instagram, VinoVolley85. Email, VinoVolley85 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Website, VinoVolley85.wixsite. Yep, nailed it. At, at Wixsite.com. I don't think you can have an at and a dot com. I think it's dot Wixsite. Dot Wixsite.com. Yeah. Anyway, the easiest way to access the website is always through the Instagram mm -hmm. accounts. And, but the beauty of it is it's one other way. It's easy access to the podcast episodes if you don't want to use uh, Spotify mm -hmm. or Apple. Yeah. Um, but the other one is, is where we put our reviews of the wine. So that, besides like the picture on the Instagram account, is the easiest way because we always link it to Vivino so you, you can see the image of the bottle. You get a, a better idea. 
but he gives our scores overall, like a little synopsis of, of the tasting notes and what we, what we thought of it. So yeah. hit it up. It's a good time. Yeah. And nothing else. You can always just stare at Ryan and I behind the golden sun of Portugal. That's right. Just, just, in two, all, just, and just, just two stallions. In all linen. <laughs> so much linen. Can't wait to go back. Ladies weren't ready for it. Nope. Nope. All right. So just again, circle, circle back. This episode is all about the one that got away. Uh, so, you know, a couple different aspects. We'll obviously share personal experiences of players that got away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, players that we, you know, didn't want to leave. Maybe it was coaches that we don't want to leave. And, or it was moments, like moments we just just slipped yeah. through our fingers. We want we want back. We want another we want another chance at them. And then on top of that, we're also I, I have a few that we might be able to discuss in, in greater detail. But players that were at a club, and for one reason or another, I mean, I'm not going to get into the weeds of why it happened, but it was as clear as day. This player was sold to another team for yep. one reason or another, yeah. and then absolutely went off. Yeah, and I'm off. sure that team was probably just like. No, like I can't. I, all I any anytime like this whole episode, all I can think of is the scene in Dumb and Dumber when he's in the, when he's in the cat. It's just like goodbye, my love, <laughs> and that's that's just the mindset we want you to be in whenever we talk about any of this. Is that scene of Lloyd Christmas? Yeah. just Mary Swanson. Yeah, and yeah. So, Rye, I, I know you actually did some. Oh, I did it. I did a little bit of a dug deeper than normal for this. So would you say that is most of yours like personal? I have you... two events. Two events. And one person. Okay. And because you're probably going to openly weep, I'll have you go second. Oh, I mean, I'll be fine. Okay. I'll be fine. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. You have way more than I have. I have three Well, things. so for, I think first is because it's, it's not as, it doesn't invoke as much passion and emotion. Okay. Is these we'll are do, just we'll do players first. We'll do players. Okay, you so, do yours, and then I, I will do my one singular one. Go ahead. Okay. You. So these are going to be players. I have no no. Well, I mean, technically one of them I have uh, a really attachment to, but these are players that were playing for one team. Okay. Were sold for peanuts. Okay. And then just absolutely. Went so this on is the one that got away for other clubs that you don't have. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So the first one is Serge. Uh, I think it's Nabry. Nabry. G is silent. Is it? Yeah. So he. So I think when you when you talk about this story and social media went all over it, it was always West Brom. West Brom, like they they got rid of him, and he went on to Bayern, and like the rest is history. Like absolutely has been dominating the Bundesliga for Bayern Munich. But which was funny. So who's the most upset at this, Arsenal or West Brom? Well, again, West Brom would kind of like left that. Everybody says they were left holding the bag like it was um, West Brom's coach. Okay. Who, and he was just like, like, people forget. Like, granted, like, yes, he was a loney and it didn't really work out, but he was still Arsenal's player. So it was still Arsene Wenger was Arsenal's player. Arsenal loaned him out because they didn't think that he was going to fit into their squad. And then once he comes back on loan, they sold him. And then, again, goodbye, my love. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Gerard Piquet. Was sold uh, from Man United mm-hmm. again, very little money to yep. Barcelona, and then became one of the biggest talisman players for for Man United. On a subsequent note, talking about the one that got away, Dry Barcelona. What did I say? Talisman for Man United. Talisman for Barcelona. There you go. Yeah. And then on an unrelated note, but yep. kind of related to the whole theme, Dry PK was married to Shakira. And somehow managed to fuck that up. An idiot. Yeah. Right? Those hips don't lie. They don't lie. They don't lie. But he did, because I think he was... Yeah, I think he was screwing around. Next two, we always love to shit on Chelsea, but Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Now, he didn't go directly to, obviously, man said he went to Wolfsburg after Chelsea, but Chelsea... He was an academy player there, right? Well, no, because I know he's Belgian, but I thought he came up... That I'd have that I'd have to to double check. Okay. But obviously, I know that they just they didn't see what mm-hmm. 
and Wolfsburg. I mean, he went Wolfsburg. He went off, and then obviously, we the you know the the rest is history. We don't need to talk about the accolades yeah. that he has at, at Manchester City. Mo Salah is another one. Mo Salah was picked up by Chelsea. I think at, at that time both. Liverpool and and Chelsea were looking at Mo Salah. Okay, Mo Salah went to Chelsea, mm-hmm. and they were. I think actually him and De Bruyne. Yeah, were they must have been there around the same time. Around the same time, there's actually a like a clip where like De Bruyne like hits just a dime to him, and Salah absolutely just like cooks it yeah. like forty feet wider than that. <laughs> so again, Chelsea gets rid of him. Yeah, goes to Roma, mm-hmm. sets the world alight. Yeah, all Paul Pogba. Even though he's a doping piece of shit, yeah, was a United player. I mean, it's twice a United player. That's Basically, true. they sold him for nothing to Juventus. Then, obviously, went off mm-hmm. uh, at Juventus. Then they bought him for like two hundred million, and then proceeded to. I mean, he had actually he had like when he was on, yeah, he was awesome. And I think there was actually well, there was a good. I think it was might have been Alan Shearer was was talking about it. He was talking about doing a an interview with Zlatan. Mm-hmm. While Zlatan was on uh, Manchester United, mm-hmm. and he said that the key was Zlatan was a guy that could go up to any superstar and put him in their place. So I yeah. guess he was like giving the interview. Pogba kind of comes in and is doing like some just like goofy shit. Yeah, and like Zlatan just had to like give him a look. Yeah, and he like shoot away. So that was like that was the downfall. Once Zlatan left, then Pogba kind of just like didn't have that. I'll say that apex like athlete to just put him in check, mm-hmm. and it was obviously you know problems, uh, you know butted heads with with Mourinho, and then eventually went back to Juventus, and then now charged with doping and yeah done done so. And the last one that that worked out for um, Man United, but Leeds were probably kicking themselves is way back in the day Eric Cantona. Uh, he was you know just sold for nothing, right? They they wanted him because I think Leeds wanted the player as well. And obviously goes down as one of the one of the greatest Manchester United legends. Um and I only bring it up because I don't know if you've ever seen it, but a couple of years ago mm. he does a speech for like when they're doing the Champions League draw. I've not seen it. Folks, if you if you're you know fans obviously of soccer, you're fans of wine, do yourself a favor, just Google Eric Cantona Champions League speech. Okay. It is utterly incoherent <laughs> and just like he just leaves everybody in the in the entire like Wait, so it's not good? No. Oh. No, it's like half inaudible and half like <laughs> what you're getting. It's it's just like nonsensical. Okay. It's I mean, I if we if we could, I would I put it up so we could watch it, but we can't. So I'm just going to tell you, do it in your own time. You won't be disappointed. It's it's something of like soccer lore at this point of just like this amazingly bizarre rant. Yeah. So, anyway. so those were players just in general that I thought were go down in history as some of the, the biggest just like, man, if you could have one back, if you could not let the one that got away, could have been a com- completely different story. Yeah. So... So now from a personal, okay, the, and the li- I had to cut down this list. I'm sure you did. And the first one was Daniel Agger. Daniel Agger. Just, I feel like you can't say his name in like separate. I think it's going to be like Daniel Agger. Like you can't Daniel Agger. Yeah, but like when you are you referring to him, it's like oh yeah, it's uh, Daniel Agger. Yeah. like it's all it's going to flow no, it as is, one. Yeah. It's it's like phonetically flows. Yeah, he was just. He was a guy that, and I think part of the reason why I loved him so much was he was part of a dying breed of the one that, this is my club, yeah. I'm here, like, I'm here until you kick me out the door. He was always, he was famous for saying that, like, because, you know, certain players on this list, they're like, oh, if Barcelona comes calling, if Real Madrid comes calling, like, they're, it's my dream club. He's like, no, I can pretty much say no to any club as long as Liverpool still wants me. And he had, he had, uh, YNWA tattooed on his knuckles. Yeah. He was just like a hard-nosed Danish defender and you know towards the the latter half of his career kind of got hampered with a few injuries under the Brendan Rodgers era. Yeah. And you know it was it was kind of it was it was time to say go but I 
he was one that I, I just wanted to stick around longer because I thought, I just think that I had him higher in the pecking order mm-hmm. than Rogers had for some other defenders like Skirtle, Lovren, Skirtle. you know, um, Yaya Torre, or no, Colo Torre, Colo Torre. So he was just one, I th- and again, he just, he loved the club so much that he w- he's, he's definitely one that I'm, was sad, sad. I think it's probably the f- first player, you know, obviously outside of like Gerard retiring that I was just sad to see yeah. go. I'm going to interject with mine now. Go. And this will come as no surprise to you. I've People who understand soccer, follow soccer, be like, what the fuck? What the fuck kind of pick is this? And I, following this player's leave, I would text you almost weekly. Because it's me. It's Danny Ings. I look uh, like a fucking bad guy from every Guy Ritchie movie, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, it's me. I'm fucking back. When he was on Liverpool, he, I would like text you, be like, this dude looks like a bad guy in every like spy movie slash guy he, and so. he and for years like because he goes from liverpool to aston villa now he's at west ham he had another stop well he was burnley yeah he was burnley to liverpool and then i think it was and he was at villa i was at south uh so oh, southampton South yeah and then i think villa and then now west ham and i would i would text you because we were we had like a a soccer fantasy league and i'm like well there's my dude again danny ings all he does is just freaking score goals do you want to guess how old danny ings is danny ings let me go 27 oh jesus he's 31 i feel like he when i looked this up i thought he was like damn near 38 39 like i thought he was like milner territory because he's been around so much he's so young though uh, yeah i mean compared to us but yeah. just like no nonsense, not super flashy, but like kind of like stick his nose in there and just would score and deliver. So I could put him down as, which I'll, I'll have when I talk about some moments, he was one that it was hampered by injuries. There was yeah. one injury that had him like he just couldn't stay healthy and he had the tools. It just, he didn't have enough of a healthy run to stay in the side to be a number one pick but yeah i'm I'm a huge huge danny ings fan yeah yeah like that was that was my one player that off the top of my head was like you know what like i just liked his game and like i will make it a point like if he's like i'll watch him play i mean um pat and i were, were chatting because he he started for west ham i forget what game they were playing but he yeah, Aston Villa, 2021. Yeah, he made was making so many chances. Was you know was holding the ball up. Was you know dishing it out when he could. And he, I think he drew drew a penalty to to put them ahead. Just like really dynamic, like never mm-hmm. stopped. And then the next game, he was on the bench, and and Pat was like beside himself, being like, "This, you know, this is like David Moyes. Like, just doesn't give yeah. this dude a chance." And he's yeah. So three names: Daniel William. John Ings. That's me. I'm here. <laughs> Dude, does he even... Does he, is that his... No, I actually think he doesn't sound anything like that, uh, but I would imagine that's my character of him, which is being... Jason Statham? Yeah, Jason Statham. Yeah, okay. yeah, Jason yeah. Statham. All right, yeah. who's your other one? That was it. That I was, have, no, I have two oh, moments. Two moments. Okay, so then I'll go Luis uh, Suarez. I closed out the wrong tap. That's my bad. It's okay, buddy. You got time. So Luis Suarez was one that, the one that got away. I I would say, I mean, he always was again had his always had his eye for Barcelona and like look what he did there. But yeah, that guy could uh, he he could bite whoever he wanted. I I didn't give a shit because he just was like relentless. He was he was the Brad Marchand of soccer. One of them. Oh, I like that. Where he was just comparison. Yeah, he's just like he's relentless yeah and he's the guy that you hate unless he's on your team and yeah. if so that's a very good comparison. you absolutely love him because he was just a goal scoring machine he was so technically gifted and was just an asshole yeah and so that one that one was more of like not of an emotional connection because again he is like 
you stand like you stand outside the Liverpool fan and you're just like because I mean I watched him when he came and played. Yeah, he was as like a, Barcelona. He was, he was a Bar- prick. Yeah, when Barcelona came to Anfield, the second leg obviously worked out for us. But mm-hmm. I was watching. I was like, these are the tactics I used to love, and I was like, beside myself, being like, I. I'm so mad right now. So that was more of just selfish, like, because obviously we hit, you know, then once he left, it was the age of Mario Balotelli and then Christian Ugh. Benteke. And it was just Ugh. like, then Sturridge had to be like the number one man, which he just wasn't, didn't have enough stability to, to, to carry that role. So anyway, it was, it was just brought us to a dark time. The one that evokes a lot of emotion is Philippe Coutinho. Yeah. The little magician, again, he was... He was magic. Dynamic. He was so magic, so tiny, but he was so quick on the ball, so good with his feet, and would just hit bangers from outside the box. Like yeah. He just knew if he cut in and put it on his right foot, it was going towards the top corner, and it was just a question of whether the goalkeeper was going to stop it or not. Yeah. But it has some of the most amazing goals I've seen. Jurgen Klopp said it to him. He goes, if you go anywhere else, you'll be just another player. If you stay here, they mm-hmm. will build statues for yeah. you. And I think like the story is that when it was time for him to go, because again, he was another guy that like Barcelona oh, always wanted his, to play, yeah. been his dream. And it was Barcelona came in and said, this is the last time we're going to ask for you. If you don't get this done, we're never coming back. Yeah. So he kind of like forced his hand. He put in his letter, and again, Klopp has always been, I only want guys to play who are going, who want to be here. Yeah. You don't want to be here. He's going to let you out the door. It doesn't matter how good you are. Held true, and sure enough, never really came to fruition at Barcelona. He goes on loan to Bayern, or might have, that didn't, you know. Yeah. Ebbs and flows there, ends up in Aston Villa. Now I think he's in the Saudi League, or yeah. yeah. So just like true testament of a guy who I like, honestly, he could have under Klopp. Yeah. Like you talk about like the one that got away. That's probably the one player that I could think of. That's just like, it's haunts me of how great he could have been. Yeah. And the fact that he was in his prime playing his best soccer, like when Firmino left, like that would have been, that's like, that would have been like a number two pick for me. But then again, like end of a contract, same thing with Mane, like end of a contract. It was like an amicable split. Like there was no, you know, I miss watching them play. Right. You know, uh, but, though, I mean, but like that was, was one of those 30. things where it was like, he, he had so much more to give this club yeah. and he went for, you know, as many do when Barcelona comes calling, like, I don't know. That one sucks. That one does sting. I'm going to save the last one because it's also going to play into the second part of the episode. Okay. I want to give it its due. So I will talk about moments. And I think the obvious ones are finals that didn't go your way. Mm -hmm. But the one moment I can think of, the one that I want to have back, is it's the first year that Virgil van Dyke comes in. It's partnered with Joe Gomez. They're on a streak of like eight clean sheets. Yeah. It's a rainy game at Burnley. Joe Gomez goes to slide for a ball. Burnley player slide tackles him. He crashes into the boards, like breaks his leg, and was out for over a year. And that was, I mean, he's he's obviously gotten back, but yeah. like his career path, what could have been. Yeah. I mean, he, him and Verge had such a good, such a good chemistry. Yeah. They always, because he was, what, 19 during that season? So it's been, I mean, he's now the longest serving player under Klopp, but yeah, he was probably, might have been 20. But they had like, if you just, if you go back and watch those first few games, they had such a good understanding. Like it was inherent that if one went to chase, the other one knew to cover the lane. Yeah. And the his his pace at, at one time joe gomez was the fastest player on the team yeah he was just he had incredible speed incredible power and i just i i still i want him to be as i mean he's still like what 24 or something like that 26 maybe uh, i was gonna say 24 he's still got so much at him i want him to be 
I mean, he's become so versatile playing uh, right back, playing left back. But I just think like he's that, and I want him to score a goal. So bad. So bad. So bad. But yeah, so that was my one moment. Again, like I said, it's very easy to just be like, well, I want to go back. I wish we won the Europa League final. I wish we won the two, you know. But we have those. That's what makes sports great, right? You know, obviously it's great. But like, you don't appreciate the wins if you don't have the losses. So I I don't think I would change that. But Danny Yang's was another one. And Joe Gomez. (laughs) Those I would just take back those those really big. So I'm gonna wake my wife up tonight and be like, hey, "You're gonna get socked." Hey, love, it's me. So Danny Ings. <laughs> those were my moments, right? What, what do you got? Uh, I have two moments today. All revolve. Actually, one is my. I'm gonna say for the second half of the episode. Okay. The first one ties in with the second one, and it was. The 1994 World Cup. Wow. Which was played here on American soil. And you want to talk about the one that got away. I mean, for our generation, having a World Cup here in the States, you know, as we're growing up, like I was playing soccer. It was the biggest thing to happen. Like soccer was growing in the States here. And it was like, oh, now we get a World Cup. Like, we're having the world's best come here and play. It was going to be, like, the catalyst to uh, American soccer. And, oh, hey, we don't have, like, an absolute dog shit team. Like, we have some players who can play that are not household names by any means. But, like, you know, we're familiar enough that if you watched one or two games, like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like, that's so-and-so and making it to the round of 16 was exciting getting out of group play only winning one game and then losing one nothing to brazil that was a moment that for me was like oh man like this sucks like i thought we were everyone was saying we were we were gonna do better and like but we're we're america like it was like one of those first things that at but 94, what, we were nine years old? Like, you have the the awareness of, like, oh, this kind of blows to, like, lose yeah. and have all this buildup and have it be, like, a one nothing loss. And, you know, some people who follow the sport, you know, before that might be like, oh, like, that was actually a really good showing for the States. But it was like, yeah, but, like, it was here. Yeah. And it was built up so much in the media that, like, oh, like, we've got a chance to fucking yeah. do really well. Not win it by any means. Like, let's no, be real. but, like, but, you know. Like yeah. put a in like put a charge into uh, U.S. soccer. That was a moment. That's like a core memory for me of like, yeah, like Alexi Lyles, like the huge red flowing mane. You had the Kobe Jones. Uh, you had Tony Miola with like the like the ponytail, and then he goes to try out for the Jets as a place kicker and just fucking sucked. <laughs> but but yeah, like that was for me growing up. It was like oh, look at these guys. They are from here, and they play all these, you know, countries that are, you know, known worldwide for being, like, soccer powers. So that moment for me is one that I wish we could have back. Hopefully, in 2026, we can kind of right the ship. It's going to be a whole episode. I don't know. I don't know about that. So that was my moment that I wish I could have back. All right. That and, like, stopping playing soccer when I was, you know, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it as as much as I do now. So, but speaking of moments we wish we could have back, I wish I could have that first sip back of this delicious <laughs> nectar. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a big market segue right there. That's a. I'm all about the big market. Fuck the small market. Actually, I love small markets. Sports ball businesses. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Sports mom and pop places. I feel like it's like livened up a little bit on the palate. Definitely dried out a little bit. Uh, drier than the first sip. You're always just a little later to the party on the dry. I am. Yeah. That's because I'm like... Yeah, super hydrated. Super hydrated. Yeah. Good. I don't have any complaints about it. Like, no. I like the flavor profile. I like the the acidity. I like the mouthfeel. Yeah. So far, like, this would be one that I would recommend to, to anyone. I'm not... I don't have a score yet swishing around in my, in my brain. It's not... I'll tell you what. It's not 9-3. It's not 9-3. I will say, though, still same, like, aroma, 
like the dark, the yeah. plum. But I am, and we, <laughs> you have no idea the reference, but I am starting to get candy apple, which is, I think, funny. That would be two, two in a row. That it's just like that sweet, yeah, just sugar coating on an apple. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked by my oldest. He's like, "What's a candy apple?" I'm like, "Never, you've never had one." He's like, "You never had one either." And I go, "Why are we talking about that?" Like we'd be in the car. I hate I'm, just, you. I'm just yelling at him. Yeah, which isn't uncommon, but yeah, no, it's good. It's a quality. Yeah, it's a quality red wine. Uh, that again, for me, would love like some cheeses. But it is also 9 p.m. in the evening, and that would not sit well. No. Or Thursday. Get the, get the Aja. So to that, I think it's time to dive into our first ever Most Huggable. We have one write-in today. Okay. So Jess, as always, appreciate the write-ins. So Jess writes, hey guys, gave this one a good think this week, and I'd like to hug Tim Howard. Fascinating. Really? Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. But hugging Tim Howard? No. How he could have been one that got away of like, wish he went to a different club than Everton. Well, he was at Manchester United first. Yeah. Yeah. So, all that he did for the U.S. team was incredible, and it'd be great to give him a big hug in thanks. I agree. I mean... He's got a thing for bearded men. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, I mean, huge... I mean, you probably can't say good enough good things about Tim Howard and all he did... Great because, I mean, the weakest link in the U.S. men's national team for years has been their defense. And he, yeah, I mean, what was it, 16 saves in the Belgium game? Obviously, it still didn't go our way. But, man, it could have been a bloodbath if it yeah. wasn't for him. So I like him I like him as a pundit, too. Except for the veneers. Well, yeah. they got to just soften a little bit, just like when Firmino and everybody. They <laughs> oh, are. Oh, God. They're like, on a, on a 4K TV? So, God. So damn. Okay. Also, staying in the U.S. It leaves like a friggin'. A bomb stain on the on the on the wall behind you, just the imprint of like your torso. Go on. Tim Howard's teeth gave me cancer. <laughs> All right, staying in the U.S., I want to give a hug to Joy Fossett. Fossett. What? Why are you saying this? I don't know. Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. Yeah. Yeah. I it's not Farrah. It's Joy. Uh, yeah, Joy Fawcett. Why do I just say <laughs> Fawcett? What's wrong with you? Joy Fawcett. Is that? To do it? Joy Fawcett. Joy Fawcett. Yeah. Okay. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Joy yeah. Fawcett. Okay. She played in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking took... Jesus Christ. Fawcett. Unique New York. She played in the 90s and was one of the first women in U.S. soccer to become a mom and normalize being a mom and a professional soccer player. She paved the way for other women to strive to do both, something that is such an incredible feat of mental and physical toughness. She deserves a big hug. Love that. Yeah. I wish I fucking didn't botch your name. Fawcett. That's going to haunt that's going to haunt me. Yeah. Well, sorry Joy, if you are a listener, uh, I promise to do better next time. Fawcett. Like turning on a faucet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I said it's so weird the first time. Cool. All right. Well. So, uh, you know what? I want you to go first. Okay. Cuz I I Okay. <laughs> so I had a good think on this one. I could think, a ponder, and a wonder. I did. And I thought about players. I thought you were just about to rip a fart. Uh, well, I did. I did just shift I, gotta, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to like slip into something more comfortable for this. And by comfortable, I mean take off my overshirt to expose my undershirt. But it's an audio medium. And after a little bit of a thought, I was already thinking about the 94 World Cup. And another key memory I had from that is the moment in which El Divine Codino, which translates to the Divine Ponytail, airmails a penalty kick to lose the finals for the Azuri. That, of course, is Roberto Baggio. That is... You wanted to hug this man? I still do. I wanted to in that moment because, like, Again, nine years old, you know, but at nine years old here in New England, like, we hadn't seen a championship. Like, consciously, like, I wasn't conscious about sports when, like, Larry Bird was around winning champions for the Celtics. Like, we didn't really, like, get into, like, title town territory until the 2000s. So, at nine years old, 
U.S. is out. I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then being from, you know, an Italian-American family, we're like, oh, well, now we're just going to we're gonna cheer for the Italian team. And then to be up against the Brazilian team, which goes deeper because we live in an area next to Framingham, Massachusetts, largest Brazilian population per capita, yeah. like in the United States. And they were fucking losing their minds. And to be like, all right, watching the Italian national team, you've got Dino and Roberto Baggio, you've got like a star-studded cast, get into the finals, get to penalty kicks. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I remember standing, watching the TV, being like, he can do it right here. Like, this would be so cool. And he freaking screams one over the bar. And to see him stand on the penalty spot, I rewatched it twice in the last two days and just like hang his head and just like know the realism of like what just occurred still like sticks with me like not only like the hairstyle with like the weird ponytail on the back el Dovin codino but just the massive implications for like the country and the culture that that moment had with that being said fear not for uh roberto baggio because he's made quite a career for himself. Now that like that moment like fucked him up like for a while. Because he was ripping tearing. He won the balloon, uh, Ballon d'Or the year before in 1993. Wow. Yeah, and then I almost said balloon b- balloon du jour, it's, but it's <laughs> balloon not. <laughs> pretty sure balloon balloon du jour is like a bad Bellagio's adult bl- documentary. <laughs> balloon not. That's on um, internet too. But he played for some very prestigious Italian teams, played for the national team. Uh, He is the only Italian player to score in three World Cups. He played all the way up until like 2002, I'm pretty sure. 2004, sorry. And he scored 45 goals between 2000 and 2004. Now, getting to also why I want to give him a hug. Apparently, all around, good guy. He is a, let's see, Goodwill Ambassador of the Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN. Kind of a big deal. And then he received the Man of Peace Award from the Nobel Peace Prize laureates in 2010. So, like, all-around good guy, which is good. That whole moment, though, I want to, like, go back and, like, give him a hug. Like, my nine-year-old self be like, it's okay. But, yeah, core memory. Like, one of those things that pops up out of the blue is him skying it over the bar. And to watch it again over the last couple of days really, really cut me to my core. But yeah, Roberto Baggio. El Levin Codino. So I, that, I mean, that was. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was something. I learned a lot, I'm going to say. I did some reading. Yeah, no, it shows. So I'm going to do two. One's real quick. Okay. Rob Edwards. I think we've, you know, several episodes we've talked about Luton Town and. Fucking love, I'm telling well, you. I, yeah. Right? So, Rob Edwards, coach of Luton Town. I mean, he's he's a handsome guy anyway to give him a hug, but I think he's just... Living, no. Okay, sorry. Hold on. I think he's just a class act. Like, he, he got thrashed by Liverpool while in a relegation battle. Like, has every right to be standoffish, you know, yeah, abrasive, yeah. what have you. Game ends. Couldn't have, like, given... Klopp a bigger embrace they go out together he made a point to go to one of the youngsters who got his first first minutes to say that he played against his father had nothing but yeah had nothing but great things to say about Liverpool the atmosphere he's just like seems like a good dude and someone that I like I want to just like hug and be like hey man it's gonna be okay like you you know I like, like we're, I'm, pu- we're, I'm pulling, we're pulling for, Luton, for you. I'm pulling for Luton Town, and if if you don't like, keep your chin up. Like you'll get back here. Yep. Like it's okay. Like you've you got a bright future ahead of you. So that was that's that was a my... great. That's a fucking great pick. Yeah. So love that. My, my heart of heart pick. <sighs> okay. Is is Jurgen Klopp? I think we all knew this was coming. I think so. So you know, obviously, it's it's been. I mean, it, it'll still be, but. It's been an emotional time with the recent announcement that Klopp was going to leave. We thought we had more, you know, you always think you have more time. Wish we had more time. You know, I, I, 
the, when he announced that he was staying till 2026, it just, I was elated. Like, it was just yeah. like, there's, I don't know. I, I don't even think I can put into words, like, how much joy it brought. And then, subsequently, how fucking... <laughs> devastated i was to to wake up to the news and watch watch that video and and for the sorry to interrupt but for those who are overseas like we get our news on on like premier league happenings when we wake up yeah so my buddy pat was the one who's just like dude just like you might want to go back to bed Oh, he sent it because I sent it to you, you when had, I woke up. You had sent it the Instagram, but I didn't have I don't have notifications, oh, so fuck. I just saw the Facebook Messenger, yeah. and I was just like, like Jess was. I'm like I like roll over, and Jess is like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Klopp's leaving at the end of the at the end of the season." Like just like a it was <laughs> you're just there, sta- there, you're just standing like, by the bedroom window, probably, just staring out. I can probably count on my hand news reports that have like had like felt like a gut shot he's not sick he's not dying he's just tired but like you watch the way that he embraces opposing players his own players his staff and as much as i i just i don't think there's any way i could express in words how much he's meant to me so for first and foremost, I think the only way to truly show my appreciation, my love, my respect yeah. would be to just give him the hugs that he gives other people. Yeah. So there's no one I would want to give a hug to more in this this moment. Yeah. Than Jurgen Norbert Klopp. I think his middle name is Norbert. I also don't know if you pronounced it correctly, so probably not. I mean, the, it's history's against me as yeah. far as pronunciation, but yeah, he just—it's just, a guy. And I obviously we we are fans. We yes. follow the club which, by closely. the way, outside of us, yeah, other people don't like him, which is fascinating. I I get like his—they don't like his abrasiveness with the media. Which, like, for, personally, you ask a fucking stupid question, you're going to get a stupid answer. Like, yeah. you ask the same question over and over. Really? What do you think his response is going to be? Like, I I get it, like. Sometimes you think it's a dick response, but like I thought that would have been like, I mean, everyone's gonna kind of give him his due. But like, in that on, same but regard, like, I would have thought that he would been like that surprised me. I thought he would be more accepted for being. And maybe I mean, but in that regards, you say, you say that, but like if he was like, oh, we're gonna sign him. So I wish him all the best. I wish him his. Where's your clap pillow? Right there. Oh, okay. Mike has a clop pillow that sits on the sofa watching us as we record and it just it's just it's just nice to look at him. He's young in that picture. He is. Jess got me this. It was an Etsy and it's like one of my prized possessions. He's, yeah. It's just like his joyous smile. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll post it. I'll post it. Yeah, you you definitely have to. But yeah. Um so clop if you're ever a listener or this somehow reaches you that two guys in a basement yeah. in Massachusetts just, just want to give you a nice squeeze appreciate you love you and god bless the next team that gets to enjoy you as thank a you coach. for everything yes yeah it's been quite the ride it's not over yet but it's not over we still you know 13 finals left. I'm sad now. Hey, Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. Final thoughts? I think it's mellowed out a little bit. I like how it's like warmed up in the mouth a little bit. And again, that could just be from it physically I think, I feel like we, warming up. we need to get like down one glass. Agreed. But I mean, it's good to obviously know the progression because like you're, you know, yeah. what's your initial thoughts? Like how does it, but like it definitely like things change from like the start of the episode to the end yeah and there's a million variables i've so i've noticed dependent on what i consume before we start has a bit of an impact so like i don't know i had like super spicy ramen before i came over here so see how that goes Mm. i don't know if i i don't know if that that does that for me oh no i'm gonna have crippling heartburn tonight between the super spicy ramen the red wine 
my daily my daily Pepsi no, does me I'm, good. I'm off it. I'm off but it. Right, I'll go. Oh, so, you're, all right. You're you're locking in right now. Okay. We got fucking nothing else. I've poured my heart out, so oh, I know. might as well just wrap this up so I can <laughs> cry into my pillow. So I think again, flavor profile didn't really change. Again, still get that plum, blackberry, a little bit of tobacco on the nose. Taste-wise, raspberry, candy apple, a little vanilla. It is light. It is a little bit on the drier side. It is smooth. All in all, a solid wine for 15, 16 bucks. I think it's it's definitely I think it punches above its weight. Agreed. I'm gonna go seven nine. Oh, I like that. That's a good score. Yeah. Without reiterating too much of what you said. Uh, I think if you were to buy this bottle and bring it to like a party where like a few people there appreciate wine or understand wine or are looking to like consume wine, this would be a winner. I bet you uh, this would go over really well at a like a gathering with a group of people. My grandfather, Dufo, not real name, nickname, Dufo. One said, if you don't know who to vote for in a ballot, always pick the Italian. And no surprise, this is going to be another higher score because I'm, I am partial to Italian red wine. I just... Yeah, I, you, I, I the gotta, heart wants what it wants, I my got, friend. I you don't, deep, don't need to hide down. it. Got a yeah. deep down in my soul. Um, I'm going to go... As you jerk off your arm right now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I was giving myself. I was, just I was like, giving myself a think, but I'm like Ryzen, rubbing my arm. Ryzen and like, rubbing up and down his so, right arm so, for the so last 45 seconds. So vascular. Um, I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go eight two. Okay. I was between eight one eight two. I'm going Seven, eight nine. two. Go get yourself Count a bottle. Count it. Yeah. Pick it. Stick it. Go get yourself a ball. You're not gonna be disappointed. And I think. Anyone who drinks wine, if they were to consume this with you, they would really enjoy it, and it would probably be better than whatever they brought. Fact. Fact. This would make you... You show up with this bottle, it would make you look like a smarter wine consumer. I can, like, I can, you could fake it to make it with this bottle. I can see that. Yeah. Now. Yes. A lot with the... It's a big market tease, and now it's a big market reveal, my friends. So Tell we're, me. Getting, we're getting into the month of March. And so a lot of big things in the month of March. One, we're getting back to most punchable faces. We're getting back to our oh, roots, I you know, and we're but in the month of March, as it's is women's appreciation, hmm? our two episodes in the month of March are gonna be dedicated to women. Okay. So we're gonna have two episodes. One is going to be women in soccer. I love them. And yeah. both women in soccer and women. women well, one in particular. And women it's all beautiful. And, and women in wine. So next episode, we are going to be having our very first guest on the podcast. Look at us. The lovely Jamie Smith, formerly Sussman, works for New York Red Bulls. Okay. And she is going to be our guest for Women in Soccer. Her husband, Matt Smith, is a Wolverhampton Wanderers fan. So Wolves will be the team for Most Punchable Face. Okay. So we will, you know, these are going to be centric episodes around... Women, so it's really going to be a time for us to talk to Jamie and talk about her career as she worked for the New York Red Bulls, so maybe some cool stories, anecdotes, things of that nature. On top of that, the wine we are going to be drinking. And if you're keeping score at home, March also is when I take a revolution around the sun. My birthday. Oh, look at that. Oh, this is a sexy bottle. Look at this. So... As it was, we were trying to think like, what was, how do we tie it to the episode? As Jamie is Jewish. Oh, shit. What? Not that she's Jewish. That is oh, it's like, it was a poor time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, that it's an Israeli wine. So we, I ma- yeah, I mailed the bottle to Jamie. So we will share it together as we talk about her life in New York Red Bulls. So it, can you just read the the bottle that we will be drinking next week? We are going to be drinking the Canaan 3As, two in a row towards the end. Read by Dalton. It is from Galilee. It is a 2021 vintage. So this will be our first Israeli wine. 
So very excited. A lot of big things. Never had a guest before, so we'll, we'll see how that whole dynamic works. And never had Israeli wine. So a lot to be looking forward to in the, in the month of March. Um, but with that, we would love to keep going. But after VAR review, we are officially out of wine and thus put the final cork into today's episode. So listen to us next time on another exciting episode of Vino Volley. Ryan? Always. In all caps. Always. Remember to sip and sock responsibly. We bid you a Freddy adieu.